Welcome back, fellas. We got another successful week in the books, and we're pushing towards another one. But we can't go start a pod without our sponsor. And our sponsor this week is none other than Trumpets. As you heard by the intro, we had Timmy Trumpet doing his thing on the trumpet. Sounds good. Gets the crowds riled up, especially in New York for the New York Mets. Um, so, yeah, Trumpets. Shout out, Trumpets. Thank you, Trumpets. All right, fellas, so week two's in the books. Uh, we had some big scores. We had some close matchups. We had some fun. We had a catfish. We had a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Two. Game of the week did not disappoint. The game of the week did not disappoint. It was an unfortunate early benching for uh, the king. Probably Tristan would have got the dub there. But, um, yeah, well, well, we'll we'll get the rundown going. So I'm just going from top to bottom on my list here. Um, we have Team Chicano versus Queen Elizabeth Pack. That pack is going up once again. <laughs> Shout out to Tyreek Hill, 42 points. Absolutely saving my bacon. With two goose eggs in the starting lineup, um, I I know one was Chark, and I think the other one might have been uh, Cole Komet. Yeah, Cole Komet. So those two, uh, two goose eggs, you can overcome it with Tyreek Hill, 42, Carson Wentz, 27.7, and Mike Thomas, you can't guard him, 18.5. Uh, Tro gave me a big scare on Thursday with the Mike Williams, Justin Herbert stack. They were going crazy for 25 and 23 respectively. And um, C.D. Lamb having twenty or having 15 himself. So um, overall solid matchup. Um, so looking back at it, um, had had myself winning that game, had uh, had Tro cover. I believe he, he did cover there. So um, nice. And, and speaking about that, uh, to the haters – and uh, losers of which there are many. <laughs> I was six and zero on projections last week, and Breezy was four and two on his picks. So uh, the boys are the boys are doing much better this year when it comes to we picks. Are. So, um, but we won't we won't toot our own horn. We'll keep rolling through the games here. So, in the brother bowl, we had Timmons versus Dennis, and Timmons team stays hot. Two forty burgers from receivers. With Diggs, 44.8, and Waddle, 40.1, and then a nice 24.6 from Drake, Drizzy, London himself. Uh, giving Timmons a total of 188.26, beating Dennis on a down week of 89.78. So last week I said, I don't think Timmons will be able to cover 113, <laughs> but sure enough, he tried. It was close. He came close. So If Diggs played the whole game, he may have covered. Well, Josh Allen was on the other uh, side, too. Mind. So that's, you know, Josh Allen. I did forget about that. Josh Allen balanced him out. But, yeah, Josh Allen led the way for Dennis with 29.68. Deontay, 13.7. Chase, 10.8. So rough week for Dennis. Uh, but, you know, hopefully he bounces back this week. So speaking of the catfish, we have our first catfish of the year. Renaya Tuiasopo has catfish Matt Arise's couch. That is just a... CNN news headline, if you will. That is a wild sentence. So, yeah, I can't believe I, I said that, but <laughs> here we are. Uh, a 110.56 to 105.66 victory for Marcus. Uh, so, nice win there. Amari Cooper had a huge game with 25.1, leading the way for Team Gailey. Rogers bouncing back with 16.36, and J-Bob with 15.8. Uh, Matt Arises, Couch, and Eric are led by Darren Waller, Allen Robinson, and DJ Moore. Uh, overall was 17, 15.3, and 13.3. So, solid week from both teams, uh, but Gailey has the better week and, and gets the dub. Uh, 
And on to the matchup of the week. We have the Grip Reaper moving to 2-0 and versus Little Miss Traps <laughs> going to 0-2. Uh, Amon Ra's 39.4 wasn't quite enough for tr- uh, for Tristan to uh, overcome uh, Nick Chubb, Matt Stafford, and Austin Eckler with those garbage time points. And like we said, probably gets the win if the Bills didn't absolutely thump the Titans. Um, so Tristan just coming up short, but 120.2. Um, solid week for him, just not quite enough there. So moving on to the next matchup here, we got Kyler's Film Study. Uh, versus Honolulu 12U Dream Team. Uh, so 32 from Aaron Jones wasn't quite enough either to overcome Jalen Hurts, who went absolutely bananas on Monday night. Uh, 119.42 to 106.28 victory for Tim over Breezy. Um, so, you know, uh, a pretty close matchup, but overall Tim Tim pulled away in the end with the, with the Hurts and Goddard stack on Monday night. Getting into our last matchup from Week 2, we have Ty and I drafted at home versus the Berg Davis Billy. Um, so Christian Kirk bounced back for Billy. Uh, Mark Andrews had a big game and Tyler Lockett had a nice game, 25.8, 25.7, and 19.7 from those three. Um, so, But it wasn't quite enough as Ty pulled in with the second most points in the league this week, led by Lamar Jackson, 42.62, Cooper Cup, 31.8, and Curtis Samuel with 22.9. Got that dog in him. Got that dog in him. So Lamar Jackson, pay that man. He's on a mission. He's QB1 right now. Uh, I could definitely see him finishing there. He is absolutely cooking right now. Um, and Ty beat down Billy pretty good, 165.62 to 129.3. So that wraps up this uh, recap of week two. Overall, uh, solid week uh, from, from everybody. Um, yeah, on to, on to the week three projections, see if we can stay hot in our projections. So, uh, Breezy, I'll let you, let you lead us off here with the first game. Yeah, so the first game that I have up here is Williams' new bike versus Renaya Toy Sosopo. So, we got a, got a good quarterback matchup here. We got Josh Allen against the Dolphins and Rodgers against the Bucks. Personally, I like Josh Allen against Miami. He always balls out, balls out against Miami. I don't know what it is, but I know I said this last year, and I'm pretty sure he had like 40 points against him, so I'm sure we can see that again this year. Then for the running backs, we got Cordero Patterson and Michael Carter for, for Dennis, and then we got Zeke and J-Rob for Gailey. Um, I think in this in this matchup here, I like Zeke and J-Rob. I think that they may try to lean on the run a little bit more against the Giants. Um, for Dallas and CPAT and Michael Carter it just kind of seems like their um, usage is down a little bit from what we saw week one so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of portrays the rest of the season Um, James Robinson also got into the end zone twice last week so he definitely has a role in that offense still and they're playing the Chargers so honestly Jacksonville's been playing pretty well and they've been putting up points so I could see that being a relatively high scoring game then for the receivers, we got Jamar Chase and Deontay Johnson against Debo and Devontae. Um, whew, I like Jamar against the Jets, but Tay against Tennessee, I mean, we saw what Diggs did against them. I can only imagine Tay's going to somewhat mirror that production. And then Deontay against Cleveland and Debo against Denver. I wish, you know, I could say Deontay's going to have a really big week against Cleveland, but... 
that offense has just looked absolutely anemic. So I can't imagine he's really going to get much more than his projection of 13.7. I think that's relatively accurate for how much he's been um, getting targeted and just kind of what we've seen these past couple weeks. And then Debo, he's got Jimmy G back, so I feel like he's going to have some pretty big weeks. Plus, um, Tyrion Davis-Price suffering an injury as well. I feel like they're going to have to use him and Jeff Wilson a little bit more in the backfield than what they did last week. Um, so at tight end, Dennis has Georgie Kittle, and Marcus has Kyle Pitts. Oh, I mean, Kittle has been hurt, so we don't know if he's going to play, but Pitts has been bad. So, honestly, I'm going to have to give the edge to Kittle here. Um, let's see if he has another one on his bench if he doesn't go. He has Albert O, who's also been atrocious. He has zero points throughout the year. I, oh, no, 4.2 is his average. So, I mean, if he if he has George Kittle, I think that he wins a tight end matchup there just because Kyle Pitts has been very mediocre throughout the season so far. And then the flex, we got Damian Pierce and Juju for Dennis, and then Miles Sanders and Amari Cooper for... Uh, Mr. Gailey here. Um, honestly, to me, this is kind of a wash. I feel like if Damian Pierce can get into the end zone, he actually had a pretty good week last week, um, rushing the ball, pretty effective. Sanders is, you know, he's pretty solid, but the only issue with Sanders is uh, Jalen Hurts likes to run the football too, so that kind of takes away from him as well. And then Coop had a big week last week, so we could see if he does that against the Steelers secondary. And then Juju against the Colts. The Colts have looked absolutely terrible, so that could be a big game for Juju. So, honestly, I feel like I'm going to have to give these a wash. And then kickers, they have fun, but Justin Tucker's the best in the game, so I'm going to have to give that to Dennis. Well, I picked Dennis last week, and he lost. So, Dennis, I can't go down that well again. I'm going to have to go with the catfishing wonder and Renaya Toy Sosopo. Herself, himself, they self. And I'm picking Gailey in this matchup here. All right. Well, I'm actually on the other side in this one. So I'm going with Dennis this week. Uh, I picked against him last week, but going with Dennis this week. So my reasoning behind it is I think, one, Josh Allen is unbelievable. Like, it's third and ten. And most teams are like, maybe we'll get it. With the Bills and Josh Allen, it's like they're going to get it. Like, you yeah. just assume they're going to convert third and ten somehow, and it, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, yesterday he literally hurled a guy, was going to fall short, and, like, propelled himself forward. I'm not sure. I still am trying to figure out how he did it. He's a spectacular human being. Yeah. So, that being said, Josh Allen um, is is a freak. I think he's he's going to take out Rodgers there. Um, Cordero Patterson and Michael Carter versus Zeke and James Robinson. Honestly, it's kind of a wash. I, I fear that Michael Carter's starting to lose a little bit of the role to um, Brees Hall. But, you know, I, I still think he's overall a, a solid player. He scored 10 fantasy points. He's, he's the receiving back. He's proven that he can still put up numbers. He did it at UNC, you know, with Javante Williams. So um, I think, honestly, in a secondary role, he may even have more value. Because uh, he kind of has, has that ability to be more productive with his touches. Um, and that, you know, Zeke and, and James Robinson. James Robinson has just been a touchdown machine. Uh, Zeke has really struggled. Um, obviously, big Zeke guy. His time may be up. But I choose to remember him running 85 yards to the heart of the South <laughs> against Alabama. Uh, so that's the Zeke I remember. But unfortunately, 
that's not the Zeke that's suiting up on Sundays right now. At receiver, you got Jamar Chase and Deontay Johnson, Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel. This one, got to go to Gailey. I don't think he's going to lose too many receiver matchups this year, especially with Jimmy G back, Debo stonks through the roof. Uh, Kyle Pitts versus George Kittle. Kyle Pitts stinks for fantasy right now. George Kittle hasn't played. If he plays, I think Kittle uh, with Jimmy G uh, will, will have a big week. And then Damian Pierce and Juju versus Sanders and Cooper. Cooper had a kind of a stinker, then had a big week. Miles Sanders has just been pretty solid both weeks. So, again, maybe a slight edge to Gailey. I do think this game is really close. I think the edge is going to come down to Josh Allen. You saw what Lamar did to Miami. I expect kind of similar things from uh, Josh Allen. So I think, you know, it wouldn't be out of the question to see 40 points from Josh Allen, which at the end of the day, I think overcomes some of maybe Dennis's downsides uh, in the in the other matchups, so like the flex and, and the receivers. Um, so I think Josh Allen gets it done. I think Dennis wins. But I do think Gailey covers this matchup. Uh, the spread is 4.7. Yeah, I mean, I still think Gailey covers, but I think, I think, I mean, I think he wins. So obviously, I think he covers. I actually thought he was favored in this. No, he is. He's not favored. Moving on to the next matchup, we have a uh, matchup of two two and O teams. So somebody's taking their first loss this week. We got the Grip Reaper uh, and Christian Eubanks versus uh, Sean Thomas and Charles MCL. Where is it? So, looking at the quarterback matchup, we have Joe Burrow versus Matt Stafford. So, Burrow's looked pretty terrible. Um, the tweet, yeah. his insanity run is over, is pretty funny. <laughs> um, and then Matt Stafford's playing Arizona. So, Arizona seems to just love to give up points. And somehow they came back and won last week. But, um, slight edge to Stafford right now, which is kind of crazy to say. Fantasy-wise, everyone thought Joe Burrow would, would kind of kill it. So, going to give a slight, slight edge to Matt Stafford here. Running backs, you have Eckler and Javante versus Clyde and Antonio Gibson. So, I mean, the way they've been producing, it's technically Clyde and Antonio Gibson. Honestly, yeah. But I still think Eckler's going to start to to find his, and Javante, they got to use him more. I think they will. I, I'm going to give a slight edge to, to UB here um, in that. But that's pretty much where it ends for UB. So, <laughs> Stefan Diggs and Waddle combined for 84 points last week yeah uh which is bananas so i don't think they do that again but i don't think it's out of the question that they combine for 40 or 50 so uh those two are, are going to be better than cooks and, and metcalf uh travis kelsey's tight end one Ertz is tight end five which is actually yeah, actually pretty nice but I, I don't think he he gets it done um and then ub has chubb uh who's had a really strong start to the season scored three touchdowns but unfortunately he scored a little bit too early Letting Joe Flacco, Garrett Wilson, and the New York Jets come back and get a big dub. But that being said, Bateman's solid. Chubb's really good. Uh, but Terry McLaurin and Drake London, I, I like those two a little bit more. Not just because Terry's the best receiver in football. Uh, just because I think they, they have, have some pretty nice matchups. Even though McLaurin versus Philly, Slay absolutely shut down Justin Jefferson. Um, I could see him having a little bit of a down week. Uh, but... I still think, you know, Chubb on Thursday night. Steelers defense, I know they haven't been great against the run, but I don't think they let him absolutely destroy them. So uh, that being said, I think this one's tight. Uh, the spread on this is 6.2. I'm going with a Timmons win to move to 3-0. UB dropping down to 2-1. Two, uh, two uh, but I do have UB covering in this one. I'm trying to decide what I want to do with this. I mean, Stafford and Burrow, honestly... 
I feel like both of them are going to throw an interception. Like they do every week. That's so, uh, it's going to come down to the running backs here. Because you know Timmons is going gonna, is gonna to dominate with the receivers with Diggs and Waddle playing against each other too. You know that game should be high scoring. I know Buffalo has a good defense, so we'll see how Miami fares against that. But, I mean, DK against Atlanta. Like DK with Geno Smith just hasn't been, hasn't been great. Ertz is getting high value touches like touchdowns and two point conversions, so it's kind of, kind of, be interesting to see how that lasts throughout the whole season. And plus, Timmons has Kelsey, so I'm actually gonna have to go with Timmons on this one as well. But I think UB does keep it close. I, I definitely think that UB covers, but I just don't think it's gonna be enough. And I think Timmons is gonna win this one. In a grants. In a grants. All right, Tristan. In Little Miss Traps against Eric Matarizes Couch. This is a tight game. There's a spread of 1.4. This is our matchup of the week. Tristan, once again, is in the matchup of the week. So, at quarterback here, we have Brady against Russell Wilson. Both, again, struggling quarterbacks that typically have pretty good fantasy production. Um, But I'm honestly, I can't go with Russ. I just think at this point... Almost, like, at this point, you almost want to bench him until he does something. And if he goes off on your bench, like, whatever. But Brady against Green Bay is also not a great mass- matchup, so I'm probably just going to give this a wash. Um, Henry and Kamara. Kamara's been dinged up. We don't know if he's going to go. James Conner's also dinged up. Don't know if he'll go. And Joe Mixon. Um, looking at your benches, Tristan really doesn't have anyone worth... I guess he has AJ Doan. He can throw up into the running back spot, and then... Eric, he has Melvin Gordon. Um, he has two receivers in his flex. Actually, a receiver and a tight end in his flex. So that'll be interesting to see how he goes about that if Kamara's out once again. Um, so Tristan has some options that he can replace James Conner just in case he can't go. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the running backs a wash just because there's a lot of question marks there. Um, maybe a slight edge to Eric just because Mixon's been pretty solid and Henry's been really pedestrian so far this season. Pedestrian. Bringing out the words, baby. Big word after stumbling over the words <laughs> yeah. last week. You know, I had to, I had to come back and Use improve, an SA- improve my intelligence. Big SAT word of the day. Yes, sir. Pedestrian. And then for receivers, we got AJ Brown, T. Higgins, Amon Ra, and DJ Moore. Gonna have to give the edge to Little Miss Traps here. Um, T. Higgins against the Jets, he should feast. And Amon Ra has just been absolutely amazing so far this season number four wide receiver on the year so far um aj brown's been good he's actually been really good but dj moore i feel like at this point he's kind of touchdown dependent um so i'm gonna have to give tristan the slight edge there tight end we got higby and waller um higby's actually been really good and he's getting some good touches but i think that waller's the better tight end and going up against tennessee after seeing how poor their secondary played against the bills i'm gonna have to side with waller and we got Renfro and Dylan in the flex. Um, and Robinson and Fryermuth in the flex for Eric. I like I like Dylan. I don't really love Renfro. And kind of goes the same for um, Eric's side. I, I kind of like Allen Robinson, especially against the Cardinals. But I don't love Fryermuth against the, the Browns in that offense. Um, so I'm going to give this a wash as well. So there's been a lot of washes in this matchup. 
But I think the deciding factor here is going to come down to who's available to play, and I think that Tristan has a little bit more availability on his bench with Ayuk just kind of hanging out, waiting in the wings in case James Conner can't go. And then Eric's bench, he does have Elijah Moore, but he hasn't had a great year so far. So I think injuries into consideration and just overall team play, I'm going to have to go with Tristan on this one. Um, And I think he covers just because it's one point. You really don't see many um, fantasy matchups that are decided by less than points. So I think Tristan wins and covers 1.4. I like, I I kind of agree. I think that it's, it's a very tight matchup. Um, Brady's been absolutely terrible. So I think, and because I hate the guy, hope it continues. (laughs) Uh, Derek Henry's also been quiet. James Conner's been a little banged up. Uh, then looking at Timmons' side, or not Timmons, sorry, Eric's side, uh, you have Russell Wilson, Alvin Kamara, and uh, Joe Mixon. I think those three are better than Tom Brady, Derek Henry, and James Conner. Plus, we don't know what happens with James Conner. Alvin, you'd assume he'd be back. He practiced last week and then was limited Thursday, Friday with the rib injuries. So you'd assume he'd come back. Um, plus, if he does versus Carolina... Um, they got absolutely gashed by, um, I forget who it was. Was it Chubb week one? Yeah, Chubb, Chubb no, and Hunt. No, wasn't it Saquon? No, Chubb and Hunt week one. Tennessee got gashed by Saquon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Chubb and Hunt week one uh, gashed them. So expect Kamara to have a, have a pretty big game there. And then Mixon going against the Jets. Um, Chubb just gashed them. So I, I could definitely definitely see the edge there for, for Eric. Um A.J. Brown and D.J. Moore versus T. Higgins and Amon Ra. Um, I think that one's pretty much a wash. T. and T. and D.J. are pretty equal, and Amon Ra is um, probably just a slight bit better than A.J. Brown. Out of those four, he's probably the best. And then I'd say A.J. and D.J. before T. Higgins right now, but um, it might just be because I'm a big D.J. Moore guy. I think he's very underrated. Um, looking at the tight end, you got Higby versus Waller, so... Waller's been on a tear. Higby's been some really solid, uh, but slight edge to Waller. A-Rob and uh, Muth versus Hunter Renfro and Dylan. So Renfro fumbled away the game last week. Um, I think that's, I, I think slight edge to Tristan in the flexes. Um, starting two tight ends is always bold because tight ends <laughs> so so random. Uh, but the way the Steelers offense works, Muth is like the the most valuable player on the offense. Uh, he's also tight end six, so he's worth a start. Um, I, I'm gonna go with Eric here as the slight underdog. So obviously I have him covering and I have him winning outright. Um, but this this matchup, it's the matchup of the week for a reason. It's a tight yeah, matchup. A I, I, I think both, both teams are are pretty solid there. So um, that'll be a close one. Honestly, it's it's a coin flip for me. But just looking at it, uh, I'm gonna. Moving on to the, the next matchup here. Uh, we have another matchup of two 0-2 teams trying to find their, their way into the victory column. So we have the Berg Davis and Billy versus Team Tro here. So last week, uh, Team Tro, Chase Edmonds was non-existent, uh, which really hurt him. Um, and Herbert's coming off of a little bit of an injury, so we'll see how, how effective he is. But if he's going, he's, he's an absolute stud. Um, and then Dalvin Cook. Obviously, need to get him rolling a little bit more. So hopefully they do, um, because he's he's really good. He's just he's just struggling right now. So, 
But looking at the matchups head-to-head, Mahomes versus Herbert, it's weird to say, you know, it's probably a wash um, if Herbert's healthy, but with Herbert's health and a little bit of question, going to give the slight edge to Mahomes there. In terms of running backs, Dalvin and Chase Evans versus Najee and Travis Etienne. So, kind of close. Najee's been struggling. I think Najee kind of finds his way against Cleveland. I think he gets in the end zone. Uh, Etienne's been pretty bad, so... I don't really expect too much from him. Maybe he'll catch some more passes this week. Who knows? But uh, he's he's been pretty average. And then Dalvin and, and Chase Edmonds, just just slightly worse, um, I think. I know the projections kind of have it the other way around. Um, but, you know, Chase Edmonds, I, I think, is the worst of the four. Dalvin's probably the best of the four. So it's pretty close. Uh, Dalvin did cook Detroit. I think he had like 200 and 12 yards last year or something like that yeah and like two touchdowns yeah, or something so like that. he could definitely do that again um but looking at the receivers here so i guess if i'm giving an edge i'm, I'm going to throw i know i kind of bounced back and forth on that one but i'll give it to throw throw there uh receivers gabe davis if he's back he should have a pretty big week christian kirk uh had a huge week week two um first cd lamb and adam thielen so adam thielen didn't literally didn't do anything until the fourth quarter yeah. Um, and CD has Cooper Rush as his quarterback. So that hurts. Gabe Davis and Christian Kirk think they're both both safer. Um, we'll see. They both seem kind of up and down, obviously, with Gabe Davis's injury. Uh, but that being said, I mean, he's wide receiver two in the, in the best offense and the best team in football right now. So he's going to get his. He's going to put up his points. Uh, looking at the tight ends, you got Mark Andrews versus Logan Thomas. So Logan Thomas had a solid week last week, but it's Mark Andrews. So uh, we're going to go with, with Mark Andrews there. It's not, not much analysis. Um, but then you got Team Tro over here with Mike Williams and Devontae Smith. So both of those figured it out after a rough week one versus Tyler Lockett and Chase Claypool. So Claypool's kind of been average, just like the Steelers' offense in general. Nothing really. Really exciting going on over there. Um, and then Tyre Lockett had a pretty solid week last week. So um, definitely going to give the edge to Cheryl on that side. So this matchup is tighter than I think the projection gives it credit for with an 8.8 uh, point favorite for, for Tro. Um, so, or Tro is an 8.8 point underdog. Sorry, 8.8 point underdog. Well, that's a, that's a tongue twister there if I've ever heard of him. So... Um, I'm going to say Billy wins and, and gets to one and two, uh, but I think Tro definitely covers. I think I think Tro's team's getting disrespected by the uh, the projections here. Yeah, man, the projection is kind of skewed towards Billy's side just because of Andrews and Tro playing Logan Thomas, because that's a big swing between fifteen point seven and eight point seven. Um, but yeah, so I, I agree. I mean, the quarterbacks are kind of a wash unless Herbert's still, you know, mending that injury. It's got to go with Mahomes there. Um, Naj and ETN, I honestly could see Billy putting Brees into that lineup over ETN just because he hasn't really done anything. And if Kamara doesn't go, he does have Mark Ingram. Don't really know what he's going to do, if anything. But, you know, just something to consider. But going down, I mean, I could definitely see Pittman coming back. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see, but if Pittman can make his way into the lineup, I honestly think I'd I'd side with Tro here. But without him, I think he's gonna struggle. So all things equal at the moment, I think I'm just gonna consider him being out, 
And I think I'm going to have to side with Billy here. Just because Gabe Davis against Miami, Christian Kirk against the Chargers, maybe a high-scoring game. Um, Andrews against New England. New England's been literally terrible. So I, I could see Billy having a pretty good week this week, and I could I could see Billy winning. I definitely think Tro covers though. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Billy in this matchup here. All right. So now we have I could do your game now because I think we got everyone else. Yeah, yeah, we took care of everybody. It's just on that. Yeah. All right, so we got Queen Elizabeth Pack against Kyler's film study group. Kyler must be watching some film because he looked pretty good last week. <laughs> so we got Wentz going up against Jalen Hurts, my stats. Um, weirdly enough, these are back-to-back rankings. Carson Wentz is fourth, and Jalen Hurts is third. It's oh. crazy. But they're playing each other as well. So we saw Darius Slay absolutely feast on Kirk Cousins' little noodle arm. So I can't really imagine Wentz having that big of a day, and I'm going to have to side with Jalen Hurts here. Um, he's had a pretty good year so far, so let's see if he can keep it up. I hear that there's some rumblings that he's in the MVP conversation in the very way-too-early MVP race. Then we got McCaffrey and Saquon going up against Waffle House Lenny and Josh Jacobs. Um... I like McCaffrey and Barkley. I just can't ever bet against McCaffrey. I don't care how down or up he's been this year. He's still really good. I know, but compared to what he's been in the past. I mean, with Baker, you know, he's not catching as many balls in the backfield. But still, I mean, you can't bet against McCaffrey. And then Saquon, he's had a pretty good year so far. So I think he keeps the the good times rolling against Dallas. Um, Just not a huge playoff Lenny guy and Josh Jacobs at the moment. There's just a lot of a lot of movement going on in those offenses. It just seems like they're not really up to snuff, per se. How about that for some more advanced words? This guy's using the big words. <laughs> and then we got Tyreek Hill and Michael Thomas going up against Justin Jefferson and Jacoby Myers. I mean, it's hard to go against Jefferson, but I feel like I'm going to have to just because Tyreek Hill and Michael Thomas should be able to balance him out with Jacoby Myers being the second guy in that in that wide receiver lineup, so I'm gonna have to go with uh, gonna have to go with the Queen on this one. And then Hayden Hurst and Dallas Goddard, Goddard and Hurts stack. That's a pretty it's a pretty good stack. So I'm actually gonna have to side with um, Dallas Goddard on this one. Hurts has had a pretty good year, but I still think that Goddard's pretty good, and he'll maybe find the end zone here soon. Then we got Judy and Garrett Wilson going up against Cameron Akers and Alan Lazard. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Judy goes. I know you got Dobbins on your bench, so he could make his way in, or maybe even Olave. He had a pretty good week last week. Uh, last week, so he could make his way into that starting lineup. And then, unfortunately for Tim, Mike Evans is suspended because he absolutely laid out Marshawn Lattimore. But um, yeah, I mean that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles on that one. So the line for this game is four point seven, and I think that Dan wins and covers. Um. No disrespect to Tim. I know I talked all that smack last week and got my got my cheekers clapped. But uh, I think Dan wins this one in coverage just because of Tyree Kill, Mike Thomas. Um, Garrett Wilson had an exceptional week last week, so I could see him doing that again potentially. Um, it all comes down to Wentz, but I think that Dan wins in covers. Well, yes, I mean, uh, I'm not going to pick my own game, but actually if I were to, I think Tim would win this game. 
I just think Wentz is going to struggle and Jalen Hurts is going to absolutely explode. I was going to say something that would make everybody pause, but I'm going to I'm I'm not going to. I just wanted to because I was I wanted the reaction, but I'm not going to cuz it's a little gay. So <laughs> you would like that. Yeah. Yeah, but we can't get him too excited. We I think we picked him to lose. Um <laughs> so yeah, I I honestly think Tim would win this week. Um I know my team has uh, been doing pretty good, but I, I still just don't – I don't trust Wentz. <laughs> like, his, even though yeah. he's my quarterback and he looks like Prince Harry and I have Queen Elizabeth Pack, I, I just – I can't do it. Um, That's fair. But special announcement when it comes to this game, and I don't know if it changes your pick at all. Um. But as we are going through the podcast, I'm accepting a trade. Whoa. To change the team up. The trade has been accepted. Who's it with? With Eric. Whoa. And Matt Arise's couch. Whoa. We got some in-pod trades. This in-pod is new. In-pod trade. In-pod trade. This is new. New in-pod trade. So I've been waiting all day to hit accept. Um, I am moving Kenneth Walker. Whoa. For Gerald Everett. Whoa! So Eric had three tight ends. I was like, what the heck, dude? Like, I need one of those three. I originally offered DJ Chark, which might not have been the best thing coming off of a zero. Um, But, unfortunately, I am parting ways with Ken Walker, uh, a Big Ten running back. You know how much I love my Big Ten football. Um, But we're parting ways with Kenneth Walker for Gerald Everett. So Gerald Everett will be slotted into the starting tight end. Whoa. You know what that is? Yeah, we got the budget up, baby. Let's go. We got the budget up for sound effects. So shout out to Breezy for getting that up so quickly because I didn't tell him I was going to do this on the pod. Yeah, dude, that changes everything. Actually, no, I still picked you, so. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think Eric's going to start Kenneth Walker, so I don't really think it affects anything, but a trade has gone down, fellas. So On pod. On pod trade. Wow. But enough about me and my trade time to get on to breezy versus tie so this game looks like the matchup of the week if you're looking at it from an outsider's perspective because there's only cheeks clapped. a 0.3 line but that's because tie still has dalton schultz in who's a tight end projected zero um i don't know why i said he's a tight end like you guys don't know who he is <laughs> i mean we're all football guys here <laughs> uh so with hunter henry being added it uh changes it to a 7.5 point spread um so it's not our matchup of the week. Sorry, Breezy. It's all um, right. My team stinks. With that being said, your team struggled a little bit. You do have two very solid... Well, let me put it this way. I've had some very poor managerial decisions by playing Mooney back-to-back weeks. But yeah, continue, please. So Mooney back-to-back weeks. Justin Fields may stink. Um, but like Zeke, I choose to remember him throwing a 60-yard dot with broken ribs to Chris Olave to beat Clemson. And that's how I'll remember him. <laughs> Uh, but going on and moving forward, we have Lamar Jackson versus Kyler Murray. Pay the man. Uh, Lamar is going to win this matchup, especially against New England. Rams, Kyler, we saw what, what happened in the playoffs last year. Not good. Uh, Swift, stud. David Montgomery, also stud. Jonathan Taylor, stud. Aaron Jones, stud. So this matchup, tight, slight edge to breezy here. Um, I think Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor are slightly better than DeAndre Swift and David Montgomery. Then you got Cooper Cup and Cortland Sutton versus Marquise Brown and Jahan Dotson. Um, 
pretty pretty tight. I mean, Dotson's been a freak. Um, and Marquise has been a little bit slow, but maybe this is the week that the Kyler and Marquise stack really pays off for Breezy. But again, Cooper Cup is like that, and Cortland Sutton should have a huge week if Judy doesn't play. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> tight end, so we're throwing Hunter Henry in there versus TJ Hawkinson. So Hawkinson has been kind of he disappointing bonds. this year, but I feel like he'll figure it out. I, I still got faith. I'm going to give the slight edge to uh, to Hawkinson here. Um, slight, slight edge to Hawkinson. Then at the flexes, we have Tony Pollard versus Curtis Samuel, the GOAT. Uh, and then dog in Keenan Allen and Damian Harris. So, honestly, it's pretty much a wash. Tony Pollard has looked really solid. Um, Curtis Samuel's a dog. He's wide receiver at eight. Got that dog in him. We can remember Curtis Samuel for being good now. It's always been good. Can also be known for bad hamstrings. <laughs> and can be known for scoring that epic touchdown against Michigan. That's how I'll remember him. Always. Uh, but Damian Harris and Keenan Allen, uh, both both solid, solid, solid players. Keenan Allen was on an absolute tear. What did he have, like 15 points in the first quarter? He had before? six catches and like some odd number of yards in like the first 10 minutes of the game. Yeah, and then his notorious hamstrings gave out. Yoinked. So, um, this is the hammy game. This is the hammy game. Slight edge to Connor's flexes here. But overall, I think Lamar is too much. I think Ty gets the dub. I do think Breezy covers because 7.5 is, is a decent number. Um, I, think a this, I think this one's around, you know, four or five points. I think it's a pretty close one. But unfortunately, I think Ty moves to, to – well, I guess fortunately uh, for Ty, he moves to 3-0. And unfortunately for Breezy, uh, he moves to 0-3. So I'm, I'm struggling with the words today. I passed it on to you. Uh, you know, it, it happens. It happens to the best of us. So that wraps up. Well, I guess you you got to you got to comment on your own game. I mean, the team's been struggling. Poor manager decisions. I'm not playing the guys where I should be. You know, it's just it's just fantasy, man. Anything could happen, and I'm just playing the wrong dodes, dode. Like if I would have played the right guys last week, I may have. I actually would have won. So that hurts. But you never know. I mean, it's only week two. You learn. You don't know what these guys are going to do week one. Then you kind of hope they bounce back week two. But, you know, it is what it is. I got to be better. I'm letting the team down. But we'll get the Honolulu 12U Dream Team and get rolling here. I'm doing them a disservice by having them as my name. All right. So that wraps up our matchups for this week. Week three. So our additional segment is for the betting fellas out there. If you want to win some coin, you know, we got... We each got our own little bet going here um, for the Thursday night game. So if you would like to tail, go ahead. If you don't, no disrespect here. So my kind of wild card here is that the game's going to go to overtime. When I saw it, it was like plus like 1,400. But both offenses are struggling. I feel like it's going to be a kicking battle. I could definitely see this game going to overtime. So I think that's a decent bet. So that's that would be my singular bet for the game. But if I were to also take a look at these lines here while Dan says his, I can maybe cook you up a little parlay on the spot. Yeah, so uh, my lock of the week, lock of the century, if you will, is Steelers' money line. 
We're going into the into the bronze on Thursday night, and we're showing them who the real team is. I know we'll be without TJ, but it's okay. Miles Garrett doesn't show up in big games either, so it'll just be it'll it'll wash out. TJ Watt won't be there because he's injured. Miles Garrett won't be there, but that's just because he won't be there. He stinks when it matters. <laughs> where was he when the Jets were marching up and down the field? Where was Miles Garrett? Nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. The guy stinks. He's terrible. A joke. A jabroni. So my bet is Steelers money line. Um, but for the safer, more conservative side, um, I like Pat Fryermuth over uh, 38 and a half receiving yards. Like I said, he seems to be the only one that, that really gets gets some good run in the offense. Um, I think that total is a little bit too low for him. I think there's been a lot of talk about um, the Steelers' offense and, and how they need to get going. Um, so I, I think they start using more of that tempo. You know, you heard Muth talk about it after the game. Use more of that tempo. That's how he scored the touchdown. Um, I think he's a pretty safe bet to go over 38.5 receiving yards and Steelers' money line because Cleveland Browns suck. Good analysis. Thank you. All right. I think for me... Looking at some of these lines right now, I see Kareem Hunt, his over-under for receptions is 2.5. I feel like that's too low. Pat Fryermuth's over-under for receptions is 3.5. I feel like that is also too low. And then, I also see the over-under for the game currently, and correct me if I'm wrong, is 38.5. Oh, you're right. I don't think it goes over. But if it goes to overtime, we may be close. So, I think... You know, to hedge my overtime prediction, I'm going under 38.5, Kareem Hunt over 2.5 receptions, Pat Fryermuth over 3.5 receptions. And that would be my parlay. And that payout is plus 482. Chill. So it's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad day at the office. Not a bad day at the office. All right. So fellas to wrap it up we will be uh visiting you again next week with another pod we will have power rankings and uh time permitting we may have a special guest whoa stay tuned fellas as always best of luck uh congrats to those who won bigger congrats to me for going six and oh on my picks chill um yeah let's have another good week we're already on to week three of the nfl season uh we're getting into the uh, the meat the meat of it. We're getting so, right into it. Let's have some fun. Hope all the fellers stay uh, stay healthy on the roster. We know sometimes injuries happen, but hope everybody has fun and uh, good luck this week. And and we'll see you next week. See you next week, fellers.